Hello, all, to our YouTube podcast show. This is The Addict and the Counselor. I am the counselor. I am the addict in recovery. Do you have a name, sir? Adam John Henry Taylor. No, there's no Henry. I'm just fucking around. Adam John. Cool, cool. Um, so thank you all for paying attention and watching our show on YouTube, uh, which you can uh, find us in the search box as the Addict and the Counselor podcast show. Oh, show. Yeah. Yep. And you can also listen to us on any podcast platform. Uh, if you listen to us on Spotify, you can comment directly on the episode, but we're also on Amazon Music Podcast and Apple Podcast. Uh, and our email is theaddictandthecounselor at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, um, any topics you want us to cover, we're all for it. Uh, you may not get a lot about the show, but we are not bashful about the topic regarding mental health, regarding addiction, regarding treatment. Yeah, yeah. So just a couple of things for the audience. Uh, I grew up in Massachusetts and never was a Patriots fan, never will be a Patriots fan. My team ever since middle school was the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, oh. So for some of you who do not watch the sports, the Chiefs are playing the 49ers in the Super Bowl uh not this sunday but the sunday after february 11th so i am excited and i just woo, can't woo, ride it. we're going to the super bowl dance and when you say we who are you referring to us us, us. so anyways you know tangent before we get into the show um i had this thing like an email come through like you know like discounted tickets or whatever and I clicked on the thing and it said like, oh, Super Bowl tickets. And it's like tailgating and VIP and like all this kind of stuff. And it's Super Bowl tickets. So I'm like, let's click on this thing and, and see how much they're going for. So nosebleeds way up there. One ticket, $7,500. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Seven oh my God. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a shitload of money for one ticket. No, so that, that's all the way up there. Imagine as you get closer to the field. Wow. That's crazy. Um, next week, uh, as of right now, we do have a scheduled uh, guest uh, to come on. So really excited for uh, his presentation, his conversation. I, I think it will be a, a little bit you know, different, but same kind of theme that we've always kind of had. So hopefully uh, he'll be able to make it uh, next uh, week. And so the audience will be able to you know, get to see him. And kind of in honor of things, I'm kind of promoting. Oh, how can I do it? Yeah. Oh, run for recovery. So okay. I don't promoting? just talk it, I wear it. I'm, I'm promoting every, every. You guys call it the Big E or no? What do you got? No, no nicknames? We call it the Dirty E. Dirty sounds. Like where everyone should uh, raise their children. Dirty E. <laughs> it was. It's. It's funny actually. <laughs> so uh, we used to have these bump 
bumper stickers um, when we were going to school and they said, um, Everett's school is Everett's pride. And we, you know, as kids, we all kind of like laughed at that because like, you know, it's actually like our football was our pride, not really so much our <laughs> school, right? But um, <clears throat> so at the school that I work at, more and more often, like the kids are, like the older kids, like seventh and eighth graders are like, they'll ask me, Mr. Taylor, where are you from with your accent? Like it's, even though it's like Boston area, it's so, it's further up north enough where they haven't heard it's the different. accent like mine, right? It's different. And, um, and so I was asked that like last week again for like the umpteen, you know, million time or whatever. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I grew up in Everett, like a few miles um, north of Boston, like three, four miles north of Boston. Have you heard of Everett? Yeah, Mr. Taylor, I heard of Everett. They're on the news a lot for having bad schools. That's what the kids said to me, which they are like corruption, and there's always all superintendent. There's you know, there's all types of shit. Mm -hmm. Drama. They're right, but it was just funny that they said that, and then looking thing, and then I thought back. I'm like, huh? Bumper stickers used to say that's our pride. These are what the kids think of. (laughs) Anyways. That's my story. Um, I, I forgot to mention to the audience that if you are watching us on YouTube, uh, please uh, hit the subscribe button. Uh, I believe, I don't want to kind of really uh, boast here, but we have seven subscribers. Seven? Seven and counting? Yeah. That doesn't mean that there's just seven viewing. There's a lot more viewing. A lot more viewers, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have to keep those subscriptions kind of up. You know, yeah. we'll really track our progress. And Barbaros, how much does a subscription cost? Big fat zero. It's free. It's uh, free. Check it out. Yeah. We're, we're doing God's work, I think, right? We're just spreading the good message, providing <laughs> hope, uh, honest experiences. Hey, I typically... Not holding feel, back. Yeah, I mean, I typically feel healthier after after our show. Lighter, happier. I feel lighter. Most of the time, most of the time, except for like when you really shit the bed on the five controversies, that's when I feel, when I don't feel that. Trash. Yeah, it's all right. Trash. Yeah, anyways. All right. Hey, so, hey, heads up. Heads up for you, sir. I'm going to be away on retreat Thursday, starting at four tomorrow until Sunday evening like 9 10 so if you try to text me or reach out and i'm not readily available to you i am not homeless on the street shooting coke i'm not okay so don't send police looking for you not using fentanyl not drinking nothing i'm actually doing some good stuff the same retreat as before and you won't be able to get a hold of me. No, it's not with the monks this time. <laughs> no, this is something different. So this is more. Um, I can talk about it, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, we talk about like all different, you know, pathways to recovery and adding different things to people's recovery repertoire or toolbox or whatnot. And for a lot of people that enter recovery and for a lot of other people, like some people go in a direction of, they add the, like they add religion to their recovery. Um, so and a lot don't and some 
don't even believe in God, which is fine too. It doesn't, you know, it's irrelevant, right? You know, whatever the person's recovery path is, it's their path. But um, like I add religion. So this retreat, I, it's a Christian, it's a Christian retreat. I went on it um, February, 2009. Mm. It's, it's lit. It's in Methuen, the place, right? Yeah. East Go Street. Ranger, Ranger Danger. East Street, Methuen. Shout out to Methuen. So, um, is, enough is enough. Um, I, it's no Everett. Dirty, dirty. We're giving shout outs tonight. Big shout out night. Big shout out night to our homies in, in the Dirty A. Represent. <laughs> Anyways, um, way too old. <laughs> I first went on this retreat February nine and probably one of the best decisions and retreats that I've ever been on in my life. Interesting. Very structured, keeps you busy. It's it's long. It's Thursday night into Sunday night. It's a pretty long thing. You have like a ceremony at the end and friends show up from outside community. Like it's a whole, it's really nice, right? But once you, you can only live like what they call live the retreat one time. Hmm. You can only live it once you're sponsored by someone who has already been on that retreat mm. sponsor you to go on the retreat for your first mm. right but once you're you can probably guess what's to come once you go on the retreat then your job to sponsor others on the retreat right another part another like feature of it feature of it, that doesn't sound that doesn't suck. it doesn't like fit in the context of like god another feature of this godly retreat god featuring jesus yeah <laughs> so another part of this of the retreat is um if you went on it that one you know once you lived it that once right and like you're sponsoring guys to go new people and stuff um you can also be called to what they call be on team and like team is you're you're asked to help facilitate the entire retreat and you are there for the weekend with the newbies who are there for the first time and so like you're at you know they have like eight tables set up of like six guys at each table right let's say mm-hmm. and you do team members who have lived the retreat at the table and then you have four or five newbies that are there for the first time. And there's all types of things that go on during the weekend. Some table sharing, as you would call, I guess. Um, and there's some like creative, like poster making and all different types of stuff. Right. Um, and like you have chapel, you know, you have like an array of things throughout the weekend and it's all geared towards, um, I wouldn't say like necessarily conversion because like everyone there has 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 more than likely been like part of like church at some point in their lives, but it's more about um, I would say helping people to um, get closer to higher power to God or rebuild that relationship with God. Like that that's kind of the goal I would say, um, and to like evangelize that in that way mm-hmm. so this is so i've been on teams several times like 
quite a few times. I've been on team to help facilitate the weekend. I've been in different roles. Like I've given talks. I've, I've done um like I've done like what they call minister of presence where you're just literally at the table and you're just, you know, you're helping with like the sharing a little bit. Um, I've been in like another, like other like service positions there. Is there a recovery component, Adam, or is it just religious and spiritual? So you always have like, it's big in like the recovery community to send people here to do this. Hmm. Okay. But on the retreat itself, there's usually like out of like, out of say like 35 guys that are like signed up for the weekend as newbies, there's like usually like six to eight that are in recovery from addiction. So you have some there. And like when they're assembling the team to mm. be on the weekend with the candidates that we call the newbies, they're choosing the team that's going to be very diverse with stuff that they've had going on in their life. So like mm. um, someone like me, like I would, I might be asked to be on team because they need someone that's divorced Catholic and in recovery from addiction, you know? So like, cause you're going to have, you know, they might want something, they might ask mm. someone. Those relatability qualities. Right. Exactly. So like you want everyone that, you know, everyone that's on the weekend for their first time to be able to like have, find someone to, you know, that, kind of knows where they're coming from in some way mm -hmm. what other questions do you have maestro <laughs> all about it I'm all out there yeah i mean i think differently what you shared before about the other one it was kind of like more of like a silent retreat is that you know this isn't a silent retreat you know it's a spiritual journey you know with yeah. a personal component to that where is it only men Give me one second. I'm sorry. I have to call timeout for a sec. Hold on. Yeah, you're, this is live. This is recording. Well, I know. I know. What are you? Hold on. Talk us through what you're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have to get back to someone. All right. Now they know I'm doing something. So, all right, good. So, question is it all guys? Okay. so what they do throughout the year they alternate so each mm. month different gender so this month february it's men's weekend they call it and then um in march it'll be women's weekend and so on so they alternate <clears throat> okay cool yeah so very structured i mean would you call it intense I would call it very intense. Very You're, intense. The, so I'm like, because of the position that I have this weekend, I got to have a detailed description minute to minute of what minute, literally. If I, and I'm not supposed to show this to anyone, seriously, they say, you tell me. People will want it. You know, they want to know. Minute Sounds to like minute. the Illuminati. Are you in the Illuminati? Is this an Illuminati? <laughs> <laughs> I um, want in. People want to know minute to minute what's cool going. Too. So because I, I'm in a position where I need to know what's going on. Actually, minute to minute, they gave me this teal thing, right? It's so important, right? And um, <laughs> so, but he literally, the person that gave it to me, really said, "Adam, people are going to ask you for it. People are going to want this. 
you don't do it. You live and breathe by this. You know, what is the SATs? <laughs> you get right. I know. We trust you with this secretive stuff. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, it's very, it's very structured. That like down to the minute of what we're doing. So there's not. If people are looking for retreat, like like they don't even call it a retreat, but when I when I talk about it, like I'll call it a retreat, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, but they don't call it a retreat because it's like there's very little to no like just chilling out, relaxing. Downtime. Yeah, I mean your your days are. You you have to be ready in the room at seven a.m. and your your night ends at like nine p.m. You're straight through. The only break you have is like a 40 minute break. At a long time. Point. Yeah. The entire day. Interesting. You have like a five minute break here, five minute break there, but like little breaks, breakouts, you know, but like the big break, there's like a 40 minute break. Sometimes it's cut short because like someone went over by three minutes here and two minutes there, and then we got to make up for it. So, you know, sorry, you only have a 20 minute break. Like sometimes that happens so mm-hmm. and that's the structure thursday through sunday other features with some other features features <laughs> that's gonna be the title for this episode <laughs> be so if anyone's if anyone's interested actually in, in going on this um at some point feel free to email me and um i can talk with you more about it you know and like a more open way, I guess. Are you comfortable in putting it in the comments and on the uh, YouTube page? The like the contact information, or or do you have to get vetted? Mm, yeah, I am actually comfortable with that. They would probably like it. So the more I think about it, but I'm not going to confirm that I will. Like I just need to think about it probably a little bit more but yeah you're so busy with other things pulling your attention no no there's no other there's no other thing sure positive positive nothing nothing distracting you from the lucrative podcast youtube show that you co-created listen i have my bubbly i have my vape i have the chiefs going to the bowl life is good <laughs> you know, you know, God, I, I, I'm like entrapping myself by opening up this conversation. But the dumbest thing that I heard a few days ago, well, today's only Wednesday. So, like, you know, the championship games were Sunday. So it might have been like yesterday or Monday, being like, you know, Usher's doing the halftime show, you know, which is a big deal, right? And yeah. because Taylor Swift is going to be the audience. Will she cameo? Will she feature with Usher? She may not not be there because she may not be able to get from Tokyo where she's performing to the game in time. She may not be able to. She's getting there. She's doing a show on February 11th. Travis isn't going to her Grammy performance for Sunday. Uh, Grammys versus Super Bowl. I don't know. He's pulling Super Bowl Bowl, uh, week. You You can't leave the team. For something like that, but um, she's gonna be there one hundred and ten percent. She will, she will be there. But anyway, I thought it was like a stupid thing, being like, just because she's an artist, there's like Super Bowl is a lot of people. Like no one else gets their own airtime because they're guests. They you know for it. 
I was like, God, just can we just drop this whole like Taylor Swift thing? Like, enough what? is enough. But I don't understand what your problem. What your problem is? Like, her boyfriend's playing. She's showing up. She's giving him support. Like, what is the issue here? You know what the issue is? That she's the the number one person in the world, the most powerful person in the world. Is that the issue? What is no. it? He's the feature. She's the guest. Yeah. It becomes about her. Unintentional. And I, I, I will, I'll work, she does not necessarily call attention to herself. It's everybody else you know, doing right. it all. And yeah. that's what I disagree with is that he's the star. Yeah. By your own the, problem. I know it's not you individually, although you have said that you found yourself even looking to. We're the problem. Not nothing else but us. We the people. We the people have a problem. Hey, like her song says, hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me, right? It's really interesting that you have no melody to you. Dude, I was telling someone this. I was telling someone this the other day. I'm like, hey, there's something you need to know. Um, I can't hold a rhythm for the life of me. Like, I can't even clap appropriately. Like, Very true. Way off. I can't. I can't dance, obviously, if I can't hold a beat with my clapping, right? My voice, my own grandmother walked out of me singing when I was like 11, okay? My own, my own mama D. It was, it was me blood, and my- Flesh and blood. Listen, it was me and my uncle who also doesn't have like a, a very good voice at all. And it was, it was Christmas Eve. This is my tale of woe. This is my tale of woe. It was Christmas Eve. 1991 and i'm at mama d's and papa d's and you know we've finished eating dinner and we have you know one of the gifts that we got was like you know like kind of a karaoke machine type of thing with like a mic and shit right and like me and my uncle were like yeah let's do it up let's do at it you know forget what we were singing but like one by one everyone walked out finally the last person to get up even my my grandmother finally gets she was the very last person like she hung in there yeah that's credit and still she ended up getting that's like the big joke in my family i'm like they're like even mama could even all the love from mama she couldn't hang in there with you it was that bad. <laughs> yeah <laughs> leave it up to the professionals yeah <laughs> yeah Whatever. You could you can lip sync it. It's different. I mean, obviously, this is different. I mean, that's where why I, trying to... my, I can do all the TikToks because it's lip syncing. I'm just kidding. I don't have any TikTok. You know, I know. Yeah, let, let's 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 not expose you to a, another uh, <laughs> social media platform. Yeah. Again, you have a lot going on. <laughs> what yeah. take away from the quality of the ship? Oh man! But yeah, I want. I wanted to um, talk about uh, the video that I shared on Facebook and I think on Instagram also. But it was about the artist uh, Jelly Roll doing the um, in front of like Congress and talking about you know the opioid ep- epidemic and whatnot. What do you think? Love Jelly Roll, man. I, I listen to all his music. I've seen really? his, his documentary on Netflix, which is his, his doc. amazing. 
His doc is amazing. It's inspirational. Um, I mean, he used to deal. He used to use. You know, all this, all this stuff. And you know, now with his hold, hold, hold on, I'm, I'm going to pause you. He pause for one second. <clears throat> Jelly roll. If you are watching this god awful podcast, we invite you to talk about your experience and Dude. share it with the rest of our viewers. Now, not for nothing, but. I'm going to say we have a better shot of getting him than Chris Heron. I'm no. telling I am telling you. No. Je I'm telling you. Now, Jelly Roll is a lot more famous, right? Yes. I'm no offense, Chris Heron. We love you, Chris no Heron. No offense. Absolutely love you. No offense whatsoever. If you watch, watch our Chris Heron, whatever it's called. What is what was the episode called? Chris Heron. A, a bow to Chris Heron. Or An ode. An ode oh. to Chris Heron. A boat, I said. <laughs> Where's my brain at? Huh? Um, fried. Fried. Oh, man. Like an egg. Um, what was I going to say? Um, so, roll. Yeah. So I think we have a better shot of getting him on the show than Chris Heron. I'm Some telling you. Some of the stuff that comes dude, out of your mouth is I will just message, the most I, like irrational things. Listen, and I have to tell you right now. See, that's my frustration with you is that like you you can be irrational and just it's fine but then automatically i i have to default to rationality how come i can't be irrational listen i'm on his page right now you're gonna message this dude do it what do you want me to say construct the we'll do it right now i'll message him right now how, how do you want me to construct this email what do you what do you want tell me hello mr j roll <laughs> No, no. Hello, Jelly. I'll correct you as you go. For the most part, I'll take what you have. Hello. Hold on, so you're going to start out with, hey, Jelly? <laughs> His stage name is Jelly Roll. What are you going to leave out the roll? Yeah, hello, Jelly Roll. I said it. Go ahead. Comma. My name is Adam. This is Adam. And I have a YouTube podcast called The Addict and the Counselor. And the counselor, hold on, counselor. Hello, Jelly Roll. My name is Adam, and I have a YouTube podcast called The Addict and the Counselor. Oh, it sounds so cool right there. All right, go ahead. I am in recovery. Yeah. I'm a person in recovery from addiction. I'm a person in recovery. Oh. Person <clears throat> in recovery. Um, yeah. Recovery from addiction. And I've been doing this show with my friend, Barbaros, who's the counselor for the last with year. The show with my friend. Do I, am I saying your name? Yes. I have name. That's the pull. Like Barbaros, sure. that's a weird name. I want to check out this guy. This show. I, the other day I was saying, yeah, I'm I'm I gotta call my friend Barbaros. They're like, who? I'm like, yeah, his name's Barbaros. That's his real name. That's what it's yeah. um this show with my friend Barbaros for the past year. 
It would mean a lot to us if you can make a quick guest appearance on our show to talk about addiction recovery and recovery or addiction recovery and treatment, the opioid epidemic, however you want to do that last piece. I, I give you flexibility and freedom. Um, it would mean the world to us if you were able to come on our show for even moments. For Is yeah. English your first language? Dude, I fucking, sometimes I'm teaching English, yes. <laughs> You're no, not for, what, what, say, say that last sentence again. <clears throat> It would mean the world to us if you were able to come on our show. Yeah, even for a few minutes. To say whatever the fuck you want. He likes to swear, like in his music sometimes. No. I think you're trying to invite him. I, I think it's, you might want to also reference the fact that like, on our show, we spoke about your presentation to Congress, and it was very touching and moving. Like that, hey, that's what the whole that might be the that might be the hook. The pull uh, on our show. On our show, we spoke about your amazing, inspirational, inspirational. That's a better adjective. Thank you. Good job. Sure. Yeah, really English like is my second language. See how that Inspir inspirational testimonial testimonial to Congress regarding Fetty. I mean fentanyl. I know, I know. Not fentanyl. glamorizing. I know. Cong like by, when I use slang, do you think I'm I'm glamorizing? I use slang. What else would it be? <clears throat> On our show, we spoke about, about your inspirational testimony to Congress regarding fentanyl overdose fatal fatality overdose. Oh, opioid. Just do opioid. Because I think he, I think he referenced opioid, but I know he talks about fentanyl, but it was you know. It's obviously a combination. <clears throat> How do I end it? With What's gratitude. My... Adam, the addict in recovery. All right, let me. I'm gonna reread it. Okay. Let's go. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For our YouTube viewers, please comment specifically on this section. I think it would be hilarious. Continue. <laughs> Hello, Jolly Roll. My name is Adam, and I have a YouTube podcast called "The Addict in the Counselor." I'm a person in recovery from addiction. I've been doing this show with my friend Bavros for the past year. It would mean the world to us if you were able to come on our show even for a few minutes. 
on our show, we spoke about your inspirational testimony to Congress regarding fentanyl and opioid misuse and overdose deaths. With gratitude, Adam, the addict in recovery. Send, baby. Sent. You, you, fo you follow him on Instagram? Of course I do. Jolly rolled. You got to listen to his music. Uh, I, I'm a little confused, actually, about his music. It's like a hybrid, right? It's, it's not just straight country, correct? Um, <clears throat> lately, he's become more and more country. Um, I think maybe because that's where he got like his big shot was through country. Um, <clears throat> but he has this song, Save Me. That is just with Lainey Wilson. I don't know if you ever heard of her. Another top like country theme, country artist. Um, it's called Save Me. And it's stuck. It's like, save me. God, oh, I, save I think I've seen him perform it. Save me from myself. Yeah. 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 Very good. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I bring it up on our show today because, I mean, I think it was eloquently spoken. And the thing that I, I like really keened in on is that, you know, people with addiction and you know, involved in the legal system, right? He referenced the fact that like, hey, this is not a, a political conversation because my rights of voting have been taken away because of my uh, incarceration. And, and that is a, a thing that kind of happens is that when people are incarcerated for, you know, whatever, uh, their voting rights are kind of taken, uh, take, uh, taken away from them. And so when they come out, you know, um, and they're living kind of a freer life, one of the things that has come up in people's experiences is that the inability to vote as like like a human quality at that point, right? I, I, I did a crime, I did my time, and I'm kind of like rehabilitated, but there's always something or there's this particular thing that like invites itself to like, always putting that into perspective like that's always visible like hey did you vote in the last election no i can't vote well that's crazy like why can't you vote and then like obviously self-disclosure and all that kind of stuff so yeah. i really like you know that portion of it and uh, i know some states are challenging um you know people's voting rights being taken away especially for um i think like however it's defined like non-intense crimes um and incarceration um you know very different than like murder or you know things like that uh that you know, i may even agree with that you know. i um my first crime is that what you're asking me what you want to hear about my first uh, you want me to talk about my first crime here let me is tell that, you is, is that is that what you heard let me tell you that hold I, on a second is that what you heard i heard you talking about crimes and then i just thought of my first crime so you tuned out the rest of the no, things that I was saying. I also heard, I also heard, sorry, there was more. I also heard about crimes that are so small that they take away someone's voting rights still, even though they aren't, you know, high crimes, no pun intended. No one's lying. <laughs> no one's lying. <laughs> no, they are, they are. My, let me tell you, I'm, I'm 18 years old, Bob Rose. <clears throat> Hold on. Is this the first crime that police were involved or? First crime that police were involved in. Let me tell you, right? So, like you know, I grew up in Everett. 
And, and um, you know, I'm using everything under the sun, but I'm still like, I'm smoking a lot of weed, right? At the time too. And I'm with, um, I'm with my friend, um, Scotty, right? And we're, we're smoking in my car, driving around. He's like kind of, a, he was a Revere, a Revere guy. And um, very good hockey player. He was very good hockey player for Revere. Anyways, um, we're smoking in my car. My car was a fucking shit show at this point, okay? I've had it for like, since, since I was 16 and a half. The, the um, you know, everything's a, a burn hole in the car. The car is one big burn hole, you know? So much so where like I have t-shirts covering over like the seats you know like the like the you know where i would sit you know like mm -hmm. the back back park right passenger you know drivers seats have t-shirts over them to cover all the burn holes for people in the back me everything right and what people would do would actually they'd get in my car and they like sign or say something write something on the t-shirt how fucked up is that right you go into my car and like this t-shirts with people's signatures and saying shit like in the car Anyways, like a disgusting, like public bathroom. <laughs> That's <what> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're all right on that. If you want a good time, if you want a good time, call. Anyways. Call 1 800 your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, anyways, the cause of shit show. The other thing that was the shit show with it were the brakes. The brakes were not good and they were like on its last leg. And me and Scotty go like driving around in this car that like the brakes are like not good. And I know this, that the noise they're making, the it was horrible, right? We're driving around, driving around. And I'm like, I'm in Revere, like going into Everett. Okay. <clears throat> My house was like, we were probably like three minutes away from where I was, where I grew up. Right. And, um, you know, I'm still living with mom and dad and I'm like, Scotty, my brakes aren't working. I, the car is not able to stop. Okay. Fabros, the car is not able to stop at all. I can't stop it. Genius over here. Talking about myself, obviously. Um, if you didn't, if you didn't know. Scary genius over here i'm like scotty i'm gonna steer my car like i'm gonna try to make it but if i have to i think i'm gonna steer my car into the telephone pole at the corner of fuller and whatever street it is right in Rivera. and really we're a couple minutes we're a few minutes from my home at this point so i'm trying to make it no breaks like i Barbara, when i when i sit like no exaggeration on my grandmother Okay, that's something that we say. You don't have to go that far. Just, anyway. just say your story. All right, I'll stay the course. So he's like, he's like, really? All right. Now he has like warrants and stuff. Okay. And so I see him getting like a little nervous. And um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm staring at it. I'm going to jump out. Like I'm going to stare it in and I'm going to jump out. Right. <laughs> Dude, I steer a car and now I put weed in my got weed in my shoe, like on the sock, right? It's priorities. I'm talking about like a nickel bag, okay, like a nickel, a little little baby joint. Okay. And um, and that's all that's in the car is that. 
I stare the car into the telephone pole and I jump out as it's moving. I jump out. He How fast were you going? I don't know, like five maybe. Oh, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, very like wasn't fast, but I jumped out while it was moving. Okay. That's that's all that needs to be said. Like I was hurt. Okay. And <laughs> so it's here. <laughs> The car. Eighteen-year-old, hi Adam. Got hurt jumping out of a car. The car is now in front of the telephone pole. My friend Scotty booked it. He is running like I've never seen him run. Okay, he's I'm like, just throw out my hands. The lady across the street, she comes over. She's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "My my brakes, my brakes went out. I'm high as a kite." And she's like, "Oh, oh." She goes in. She obviously called the cops, I think. I'm pretty sure. Cops come on the scene. Um, I use, like, one of the one of their phones to, like, call my dad. My, my dad pulls up with the cops, like, searching my entire car, right? They're taking everything out. They're looking for, you know, they're looking for drugs. My car smells a pot, okay? This is, you know, this is freaking 2001 or whatever, 2000. No, this is 1998. Sorry. This is 1998. Car reeks a pot. And they're, um, they're, like, I mean, they're tearing the car apart. Okay. I'm outside. And then they go, sit in the, sit in the car in the backseat. Now they have me for some, whatever reason, sitting in the backseat of my car. Right. So I'm just oh. sitting. Right. And I'm just sitting there and they're like talking. My dad is walking towards me, okay, like the car, like where I am, right? Um, and I open the car door to, like, get out and see my dad. Worst idea I could have made. Worst decision ever because the cop was, like, standing close enough where I hit him with the door a little bit. Oh, assault. Yeah. He slams me up against the fucking car, my car. And he's like, yeah, that's assault, blah, blah, blah. I'm now getting arrested for A and B, okay? They find the little bag of pot, which is literally, right hand to God, a nickel bag, okay? It's unbelievable. And um, so now I have these charges of an A and B on a cop and a nickel Gosh. bag. I'm 18 years old. My dad, I hear him. I hear him trying to talk the officer out of it. <clears throat> he's my dad's like, he's been through a lot. You know, he's blah, blah, blah. This is what he's saying. Really, he was born like blah, blah, with this, that, you know, the whole thing. He's pulling out all the, all the stops to try to get me off, right? That's what dads do. Yeah. The cops are like, sorry, sorry, it's already done, already done. I get there, speed up, like, you know, I don't do any, you know, I just get bailed out right away and that's that, right? But speed up a little, like the next day, my dad is talking with um, with his brother who he's been, his brother's been around or whatever. I don't want to get into too much of it. But bottom line is I end up getting an attorney for this case, for that case, like the smallest case ever. I end up getting um, an attorney who did jail time for corruption of justice for Jerry and Julio the mobster. Okay, that was my attorney for this little dinky crime. My dad was, a, this is who my dad got 
for that crime, okay? But he's like, no, you got to get up. You know, we got to get the best. I'm like, dude, you got a, you got someone that literally went to jail for a mobster. But like, do you think like he got me off? Walked in. He knows everyone. He's Dundale. It was unbelievable. Walk out, walk out of there. Yeah. That's well, my. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I, you know. So, I, mean, I, I think in reflection the funniest for me the funniest part is me having a mobster's attorney for that that's like in my mind that's the funniest part and the rest of it and the rest of it is funny too like me jumping out with the car moving if that was video and then your friend running a million miles friend, per hour away yeah, from still to this day i i run into his 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 ex-girlfriend who he's had a kid with i run into her more often than him occasionally but every time i see her what do you think she's bringing up remember when scotty ran i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i think i mean my reflection of that story is is just right chaos with substance use right and things that kind of go through and when like these crisis moments kind of happen under the state of influence like what the mind convinces itself to like what's the best way kind of out of it yeah. i think i think well i'll ask the question first and what i would do in therapy is if your father didn't get an attorney do you think that would have set the trajectory of your substance use differently if you faced those consequences whatever they may have been I think the consequences were probably going to be like probation or something um well, still I, something Right. I ended up going on probation shortly after anyways for like stuff that like I couldn't just get off, you know, walk away from. So, so I don't know. I don't think so. Cause I, I think that there's a, that there's a big difference, right. Of conversation of when young people are using substances and either the family is in denial or the family has money where you can hire. Yep any attorney or even a, a better attorney to be able to like defend the child in court to again yeah. not have any kind of consequences legally right because it's going to you know shape their future in a negative way yeah. does that kind of promote like they got my back they're not really concerned about the substance use anymore they just don't want me in jail and then all of a sudden like i'm, I'm kind of feeling empowered there that like i'm sort yeah. of kind of untouchable so interesting like it's yeah, I mean, we could talk about family stuff forever. There's just so much to, to for conversation there. Um, so my my mom, she um, she was she was talking about. Um, so she has someone in her in her condo that they just lost their son to addiction. Okay, mm. about, about my age. So like she like it's like a na- you know a neighbor basically from like you do it three doors down or whatever right <clears throat> and so my mom went to the wake and the whole thing or whatever um, and like I've been with my mom when we've seen her and it's just like just knowing that that she just through that you know it, it touches me right mm. and it, in a different way than it might someone else right sure. what I can put my family through but um my my it opened up dialogue with me and my mom where my mom was saying she was taught. She has a friend at work too. And this is like how, this is just like so many people are 
impacted in one way or another through addiction, right? So my mom's talking to a friend at work who um, her son, not the same person, her son passed away like a couple of years ago from um, from opioid, right? <clears throat> and my mom, I guess, during my, you know, during my struggles these past few years has like, has been um, mm. with her and getting support from her, right? In the late that my mom's friend um so my mom would my mom told me that there were times when she would tell her friend that you know he's out on the streets and homeless and you know i you know should i let him in if he comes home should i do you know just asking the questions right and yeah. um you know, should I bail them out of this? What about that? You know, just all the questions that parent, that mom and dads ask, you know, about like helping their kid out with addiction, right? And, and the, the friend said, but I think it was focused around money for whatever reason. Like one of the, I think my mom brought it up like around money, like getting back into recovery and help. That's what it was. Sorry. It was about like when, you know, when I come back into recovery, like, sometimes my parents will help me out with getting back on my feet, right? Like they give me the resources sometimes to help mm. get back. Mm. A lot of people don't have that at all, right? Oh, sure. I, I do. And um, my mom was asking her, you know, them about that, her about that. And she said that she's like, if, if her, you know, her, I'm not going to say it in the same way, obviously, but basically she was saying, you know, I would do whatever to like keep, you know, keep thing, you know, the, the most, um, she would do anything for her basically is what she said. Some, you know, something to that effect, probably not everything I'm overgeneralizing, but like yeah, yeah. whatever she needed to do, if it seemed like she was helping him. And one of it, one of it was like, I think her, my mom's friend was like talking about like bringing him in to live for a little while, like to get back on their feet and, you know, stuff like that. But I don't know. It's like, it's like, I think a lot of parents and we've had someone on the show too, that I think, you know, was going through this with some of a friend or someone that passed away. Like, can you do more? What could have you done differently? You know, maybe yeah. I should, maybe I should have left him in instead of, you know, not letting him in because now he might be alive and all that stuff, you know, just so much there. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in a scenario where, you know, someone loses a loved one, you know, to a, you know, any substance use related deaths, you know, those lingering questions are always very present and it's, you know, no one can answer them. Right. You know, right. someone's life is not in your own hands and sometimes it's not in their own hands. Right. It's just, you know that this odd circumstance kind of thing and so yeah i mean i think yeah you know, the other uh, thing my my um my mom said was that <clears throat> during the times where like it was questioning whether like i was enabling she was enabling me or not because that's you know in her mind too, that's a question that is in her mind as she's helping me right she said not not one person questioned her about her helping me which was kind of cool for people not to like oh don't do that farm or anything there was none of that she said which was 
was interesting for me to hear because like I would have guessed like one I would have guessed someone that I have in mind that I won't say like would have said oh you got to stop or something yeah yeah I mean I think you know uh, not, not only are there like you know to like wrap up with the show today it's just like not only is there like multiple avenues for recovery there's also multiple avenues of how families deal with the kind of uh, the person struggling with, you know, recovery, you know, so do you have the hard line? Do you have the soft line, you know, due to the treatment thing and all that kind of stuff. And I, and I think, you know, uh, I have someone currently uh, with a family member that they themselves are not, and they go to Al-Anon. And so, you know, for the folks who are watching the show and listening is just like the ability for our own selves to get help. Yeah. Right. Al-Anon for teens there's Alateen there's yeah. individual therapy like you might not have a, like a depression or anxiety or whatever but like hey like I need to process my emotions based on my loved person's active addiction and how that impacts me like yeah. to be able to have those like safe spaces to talk about it and I think that's where like the family healing comes from where it's not just like the person who's using problem yes they need to get help and they need to you know uh, stop what's kind of going on but it's like what are you doing with it all and when it's kind of like you left it up to your own vices it's the same thing for an addict right it's yeah. like an addict yeah. only knows one thing like i'm uncomfortable i'm gonna use like i'm like it's that quick and for someone who's like alone and desperate and in that kind of dark place it's you're you're in survival mode and you will do anything to just survive but in the world of recovery we're actually way beyond survival and we're into thriving how can you thrive in the midst of this kind of, you know, this new, you know, experience. And it's not just about like dealing with yourself. And I, I think a part of with what you're sharing, that connection with your mom, with like other moms, right. Yeah. They're very similar to mad, right. Mothers against drunk drivers. Right. How do you think that started? Right. It was like one mom got up there and was just like, my kid was killed by a drunk driver and I'm going to make it my mission to educate people and support people. Um, so this is like an, another conversation of that, like people affected by addiction, supporting each other in a way that maybe they feel uncomfortable in other kind of spaces. So um, I think, you know, we always preach like get help. And that's for all of us. It's through marital counseling. It's with religious things that you're talking about what you're doing you know, tomorrow. Uh, it's through therapy. It's through recovery. It's through AA, NA. But there's so much out there for all of us to kind of engage in and yeah. get and be supported. I mean, I think we would be a much better society if, you know, a lot more people asked for help and, and got the proper help that they wanted. What are, you looking, what are you looking at? Me? This handsome, <laughs> this handsome devil on the other side of the screen. Um, so, so I guess that's that's that, that's the serious part of the show, right? Yeah. All right, all right. So, for first-time viewers and listeners, uh, we are transitioning to the part of the show that we affectionately call the five controversies, where I throw out uh, at least two options, sometimes more, to to mess with Adam. Um, and then we, um, you know, fight about, uh, some of these things and just listen to Adam. Uh, I wonder if I could take you, could I take you? Anything? No, <laughs> absolutely not. 
happened? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I've I've become more of a fighter these days throughout the past few years. Look, look at no, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, so this is the part of the show. You know, we kind of just make it light, especially a lot of our conversation is kind of heavy. Um, and you know, for for the people who are watching us YouTube, hey, play along, put in the comments about which which controversy that you would choose. That would be awesome for interaction. Love to hear that shit. Yeah. 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 Love it. Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, obviously, we make tons of money off of this show. So, uh, we have very uh crafty transition music from the first segment, the serious yeah. recovery stuff, to yeah. the five controversy, which is a little bit lighter. So, I mean, Adam, I would say the highest level of sophistication of technology tops. we get. So tops. All right. I'll put. I'll throw it on. Okay. Yeah. Good, thank you. I'm waiting. All right, there it is. Oh, love. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that. I think that's like my highlight of the show. Every single time watching you, when we have, when we have guests on too. I wish we could, like, it's their first time hearing it. Some of my guests have never listened, right? Or Sarah's or whatever, and they're like totally caught off guard. Some of our guests, they're like, "What the fuck is going on?" It's just what so did weird. I sign up for? So weird, so weird. Anyways, yeah. all right. Whose idea was that? Who's I? Was it me? Oh, it was, it was you. I just did it one time. Is that what yeah. happened? Yeah. Then we just called the transition music. Because <laughs> uh, no, we were trying to, because on the, the audio podcast, we were trying yeah. to find a segment yeah. division between it. And then that's <laughs> when you, the, the creative juice <laughs> flew in for you. And you're like, oh, I'll just make this sound with my voice. And a year later, it's, it's the transition music. Um, all right. All right. So first controversy, this is a little outdated because it's a few yep. months away, but I think, uh, it's affectionately, I think in, it, importantly that, um, that, what am I saying here? Um, uh, that I think Massachusetts people will also, uh, throw down with, uh, in really? around Thanksgiving, uh, do, 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 um, so Thanksgiving cranberry sauce or cranberry jelly. Barbaros, you know what I'm going to say. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Did you Did you go? Did you look in the archives? I'm looking at the archives as as we go. Yeah, we've done it. Hmm. Admit it. Admit it. We've done a whole bunch, man. Holy I, you were I am. That's where I'm, I'm. I'm going down. We do five a show. We've done a show for an entire year. Do the math. Do the math. Um, you want to play the Jeopardy music uh, so that the audience is not losing their brains. Why are you whistling it? 
No, we haven't done it. How about that? Okay. So say it again. Cranberry sauce or cranberry jelly? Cranberry sauce I've always done. It's more of what we've always done in my family. So I just go with it. Mm. Yeah. Culture. Family. Right. Family tradition. Family first. Just throwing out like bumper sticker slogans at this point. <laughs> um, Whatever grabs, I, grabs the people. I crave around Thanksgiving cranberry jelly. Ocean spray cranberry jelly. You pull that sucker out of the can. It's still shaped like the can. I would serve it like that because I think it, it actually looks kind of like funny in that kind of state. Um, but then you you, know, you, you you dice it up and, and it's nice and kind of like flat and I mean, with the whole mixture, I don't know. It just, I tried cranberry sauce and like the naturalness of it. Yeah. Like freaked me out. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I need crab jelly. So like if someone else is having Thanksgiving, I'll specifically yeah. ask like, you got the jelly or you got the sauce? I'm like, oh no, I got the sauce. I'm like, don't worry. I'll bring my own jelly. I'll bring my own cranberry jelly. Yeah. And then the frustrating piece is that like, oh, the jelly is gross. Guess who's eating the jelly? everybody else like no i brought it for myself i would eat the whole can next i hate you okay. all right this this is another one that we've done pronunciations before on the show <clears throat> so is it caramel or caramel we've done this one you... oh, oh god whatever i don't want you to take time up to look it takes you too long to even look you know there's a lot of them Caramel. Do you know anyone who pronounces it caramel? Sure, I know plenty of people that do. Yeah. Do you correct them? No, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, it's caramel. So we're, we're together on that one. Great. Love you. What? You're like the least sexiest man on the planet. That's, that should be our next spinoff show. The least sexiest gestures by Adam. Some people, some people seem to like it. Few and far between, Broski. Few <laughs> and far. All right, next one. The light switches. Are you a toggle fan? The little thing, toggle, or the pad where it's open and shut? Toggle. Your toggler. Small, it's a small. Yeah. I like it. Really? I don't have a reason for it though. It's just what I like. Okay. I, I like when you give controversies where I have good reasons for it. I'll reflect on that for the, for the next five. Yeah. Uh, for the next you. episode. Um, when I got into this house, it, you know, some of the stuff you know was a toggle. I'm not a fan of the toggle at, at all. Partly. I think it's easier to locate when you're like in the dark. So once you kind of hear the flap, like you can kind of hit it, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, and I think the toggle is like very old school. I remember the house, my childhood home. All of them had the toggle. They were so outdated. I, I don't think they were aesthetically pleasing. And so like I, I went around and changed all the light switches uh, to the to the pads uh, versus the the little toggle yeah. knob looking thing. So it's a little about me. Yeah. All right. Uh, red versus green grapes. Green grapes. Green. 
They taste better. <sighs> Absolutely not. Sweeter. What? Yeah. Green is sweeter than red? Yeah. I think your taste buds are fried. They might be. I've said I that think, for a while, actually. I think drug use yeah. has affected your taste buds. Yeah, I, I think I think they did. I've been saying my, my taste buds, my senses, it's been an F for a while. Is there research on that? I think we should do a research. Like my smelling, I don't smell a lot of stuff. Maybe you have COVID. No, I haven't smelled a lot of stuff in a long time. <laughs> Pre-COVID? Like years. Yeah. No, red red grapes all the way. I passionately despise green grapes. I will never purchase them. If the red grapes are gone, I will and I'm craving grapes. Green grapes, you are not being purchased by this guy. You're sitting there for the next schmo to get them. Red grapes all the way. All right, I don't know how many. What they have grapes. now, the cotton candy green ones. Have you seen those? Yeah. Have you tried those? I think so, but. Good. Go ahead. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is uh, controversy number four. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Best villain in the like more recent-ish Batman series with uh, Christian Bale. You've done all these. Wouldn't you just take them from the other show? What the man? This is terrible. Every one of these you've done, I'm telling you. Do God. you like the Joker or Bane? Which one's the best villain in the Christian Bale Batman series? This is a tough one, actually. We haven't done this one. I take it back. Whoa, what a shock. Take it back. We haven't. I thought we were going to do a Batman. Like, a, you know, who played the best Batman or whatever. We did that one. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm honest guy. The other three, we did. This one. No. Um... It's close, man, but I, I always will go Joker. You know why? He's just like, my, he has my type of psychosis. You know, that's why. He's relatable. <laughs> the Joker is my type of crazy. Not so much Bane. That's what it is. See, thank you. You gave me one that I, I have a good reason for. I, I gave you a slow pitch meatball softball toss. Good job. Give me a meatball. Thank you. We we, we had to hang in there in your own show. Thanks for not quitting. <laughs> Last ten minutes. Joke is my type of crazy. <laughs> um, I I think that the Joker by Heath Ledger I think was an awesome character. Yeah, you know, that was you know really uh, you know really awesome. Yeah, it was like great. Some, something about Bane. Um, just you know the muscles the bigness just the just the, you know the way he operated and, and like took down you know bat you know batman right you know put him into you know that that whole you know, for some so who time, does so. you know, who does a great bane impression you've heard people do impressions of bane oh of course he does a he does a great bane is on 98.5 sports hub jim murray he does, great, he does a great thing. It's a riot. Anyways. Uh, 
need to give him a shout out, but I guess I guess I just did. Maybe he comes on the show. Maybe we don't get Jelly Roll, but hey. we get that guy. <laughs> hey, he's a Melrose guy. He's local. <laughs> ah, all right, last controversy for tonight. Uh, when ordering food, do you prefer to call the place or do it online? I guess my preference is more online these days. Do you want to get into it? Well, that doesn't mean I never call, but my preference, I guess, is online. It's been like that for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're ending this the show on, on a good one. I'm 100% online ordering takeout yeah. food. Yeah. If the website of the restaurant has it, I don't yeah. want to speak to someone. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to click my things, put in my special instructions on how to cut the sandwiches or yeah. what other thing to add, put it all there, get the nice receipt right away via email, sit back yeah. and, you know, let the magic kind of happen. Um, anytime there isn't that option, you have to call. It's just like, there's a part of me that's just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I would rather eat cardboard yeah. for dinner than they make this call. But yeah, when push comes to shove, I guess. Yeah. It is, you hey, know, food hey, on as like a Jelly roll. Just kidding. Thanks. He got back to me already. <laughs> he might be busy. All right. Him, but it's not from him. All right. So that is the show for tonight. Greatly appreciate all the YouTube uh, watchers. Please, wherever on your screen, hold on, there, 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 there. Please subscribe. Greatly appreciate it. Continue, <coughs> excuse me. Continue watching uh, the show on YouTube, the Attic and uh, the Counselor Podcast show on YouTube, and then, <coughs> wow, you can find us uh, on any podcast platform. And the title of the show is called The Addict and the Counselor. So we really appreciate all the support that we've been getting. We're, yeah. uh, you know, uh, right around the one-year marker. So this is really, really exciting for us. Uh, thank you all for uh, supporting us, uh, listening, and hopefully we're making an impact. All right. Hey, Bob Rose. Yes, sir. Until we speak again. Probably in like three minutes. Don't do that. Bye. I'm out.